Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Textually Textually Active. This is your weekly dose about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships, relationships, and all the ships in between. I'm Rez, and I got Meezy with me. Yeah. He is on the boards. He, he, oh, there you go. You're. And we're here for another episode. We are still doing episodes remotely. Um, I might have something to tell y'all a little later, but we're gonna we're gonna hold off on that. Um, how you doing, Meezy? What's up? Uh, can we wrap this up? Niggas got shit to do. <laughs> uh, it's big, big time. Niggas is finna hit the streets. I don't know how much, how long I could be on here today, but you know the vibes. I don't know. Something about you look like you about the you about to hit the streets. Something about you, know you look mean? a little different too. Flewed out. Just let's just say flewed out. That's all you need to know. Flewed out. out flewed oh, okay. out. Say less. Say less. Say less. You had to get a passport or something. You out of here? I had to get a passport, but oh, okay. just know niggas is flewed out. You gotta take a plane to get there. You can't. You can't get in no you know car. What I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's cold outside. Niggas finna go soak up some sun. Nigga, get away from. Nigga, the did you just time. say you about to go change the weather? It had to change the weather, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Smelling like a vacation, boy. You already know the vibes. <laughs> know the vibes. So, Meezy, your birthday is coming up in two days that you about to hit the street. So, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. You don't want to spend too much time sitting around. But yeah, uh, it's big Aquarius season. If you have an Aquarius in your life, you know what it feels like to be around the magical vibe that they give, the energy that they give. It's just, you know, it's different. It's different. Shout out to all the Aquariuses, their creative mind, their their independence. They don't need you. And they damn sure going to make you feel like they don't need you either. You know? Gas me up, um, sis. Gas me <laughs> up. Gas me up. Very independent. So shout out to Aquarius season. Shout out to my favorite Aquarius, Meezy. Uh, make sure you guys say happy birthday on social media. Comment. Put a happy birthday in the comments. God damn it. Y'all here? Put a happy birthday in the comments. It's that big one, too. You know, that little dirty 30 this year. A little 30, dirty 30. Something about 30, I turned uh, 30 last year, and it just really gave me a a chance to kind of reflect on my life up until that point. And it was really weird because if you speak to everybody in their 30s, they kind of just gas it up and make it seem like this is so, so, such a big step in such a big transition. And it makes you go into it with like a different vibe. Like you have to change something when you go into 30. So I'm excited to see how you approach it because uh, I've been seeing some things and some behavior. And uh, you know, 30, 30 might do some things for you. You know, I'm out here living life, bro, trying to be the best man I could be. Uh, shout out to whoever. Was that a genuine? Did that a genuine? Irish, all of them. Yeah, one of them niggas. Them niggas from the best man, the Irish. <laughs> but you know, I'm just chilling, trying to kill it. You know, do what I do, how I do it, when I can. That's it. That's good. That's good. So how it's you February, out here? y'all. How you doing? I'm, I'm full of love. Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, on Sunday. Um. Full of love. It's a 
great month to be black white people y'all don't understand it and that's fine you'll never understand it you'll never understand what it feels like to be black or what the experience like being black and what we do you know as a culture what we do uh growing up why we all had the same upbringing but that's okay that's okay we gonna relate with our people for black history month and we gonna bring y'all just a little bit closer to the black experience by telling you how we feel about it today so i'm i'm great i just want to talk about being black for black history month that's it i like that's it i like it i'm here for it you here for it all right we need to get all our credit i can we can before they try to steal it from us like we ain't never did shit for this these raggedy muff all right my fault my fault <laughs> we literally only get 28 days to bask in the glory of being black and god damn it i'm gonna do it i might wear black for 28 days straight <laughs> all right hove i see you i see the vibes all right so let's go ahead and jump into the topic today we are going to discuss the black experience what it's like to be black and being proud to be black it's black history month god damn it so if you're listening make sure you screenshot this post it to your story tag us share this episode with a friend and don't forget to comment your favorite moments or what you relate to i know when you guys are listening you feel like it's a conversation with your friends so i mean talk to us but um let's go ahead and jump right into it um what what do you summarize being black? Like, what is your black experience? Um, I'd like to start off by saying that I'm proud to be a black man. Number one, uh, I would li- I'd like, I would like to, uh, I would like to, you know, these computers be acting crazy. A black man should have made this. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'd like to say, uh, I think. We are the culture. We are the people. We everything that they try to say that we not. And all of it, bro. It's just being black is something that you can generally be proud of. Light skin, dark skin, uh, uh, tall, short, skinny, big, black, fat, ugly, whatever you are. Being black is something to be proud of. And you should generally truly cherish it because it's just amazing. <laughs> black y'all i'm black y'all i'm bloody 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 black y'all facts that, that is how it feels you know um just waking up every day you know the thing that i most enjoy about being a black woman is just like you really don't have to do much people just automatically look at you as if you have this aura around you because you're a black woman and sometimes it does get overwhelming because people just think that you can do anything um which we can as black women we're like magical and stuff so they just assume that you can do everything and it's just that weight on your shoulders like She's here. Everything is fine. Uh, We have a black woman on the team. She's got this. And you have to live up to the standard. But it's also something to be mesmerized, too. It's like, dang, I am a magical ass bitch. Like, I can do this and I can do whatever I say or whatever I say I want to do. And whatever I put my mind to, because I'm strong, I'm a black woman, I'm beautiful. You know, it's just a lot of stuff that comes with it. But on the day to day we it's the things that we go through throughout the day to day and the perseverance that we have where we don't get held down by being oppressed or not given the same opportunities as other races or constantly being looked down on and underestimated we still keep going and making a way for ourselves and uh one of the main things that i like about our culture which sometimes is a problem but we laugh we laugh about shit like one thing about us 
we are going to laugh. We're not going to be held down for long about a situation. Take, for instance, when uh, they were storming the Capitol, that riot. It only took, you know, I was watching the news when it happened, but Black Twitter? (laughs) It ain't had nothing to do with us. We might as well get these jokes off. Black Twitter was going to get these jokes off. So It was like on- Christmas for us. Like We spent the entire quarantine watching us be sad and oppressed and fucking uh, up, like, fucked up with the entire first six months of the quarantine. So it was finally f- good to finally get a chance to tell these jokes and laugh and be, be somewhat... I won't I won't say happy, but for lack of a better word, just content with this ain't our problem. We didn't cause this problem. This ain't got nothing to do with us. And it felt good. Yeah, it's kind of like the way that we're able to laugh at our pain. I think a lot of the times we're laughing so that we don't cry, but it is it's a skill because a lot of people can't have that. They're too busy being caught up and uh, crying at the moment. And we just like, you know what? We're going to laugh about this now. But when I get home. I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's just that that day-to-day experience waking up black I'm proud every single day. So hey, um, I don't I don't want you to say that no more cuz I almost got triggered, you know. That's what your mama used to say, wait till you know, I, I almost got triggered. Wait till we get <laughs> almost made me feel weird. Almost made me feel weird. Wait till we get home. We're going to cry. We're going to cry. You going to be crying when you get home. Um, another thing, black, being black in the world, because it's one thing to be black every day in our skin. But I want to talk a little bit more about our experience being black in the world. You know, the first time that we had to leave our parents' house and go be underneath of somebody else's care. Did you get the experience of still being in a black preschool, a black with black teachers? Or did you even go to preschool? Uh, yeah, I went to, I think. And like in our neighborhood, we like, I think it's called Head Starts. I went to a Head Start from the jump in the country. Uh, Like when I think about it, because I don't remember much from that shit. But when I think about it, it was like a bunch of black kids in there. Like uh, one of my uh, one of my like great aunts was like a like one of the directors of the program at another at another campus site. So it was like they knew who I was before I ever got there. And so it's like it was always it was always a fun time. I had fun a bunch of times doing that. Yeah, I had the same experience when I went to preschool. I went to an all black preschool. So I was all around black kids. Um, actually, you know, I'm from Delaware. My <laughs> I didn't Big get out man. of Wilmington, Delaware until probably like high school. Um middle no middle school was pretty white so from preschool elementary school and then I got to middle school and I think that's when I started having like an elementary school was a mixture of white teachers but it was a lot of black kids so it didn't really matter and then when I got to middle school it was like white teachers white students and I was like oh this is interesting um and then even still (laughs) just experiencing white friends I think I got my first white friend in early elementary school like right before i went to middle school so it was a black time um Um, i went to i lived in a country so i went to predominantly all white schools like my elementary childhood friends were white they're all white kids like that many it wasn't that many black kids that i remember that 
Like, I never had to change schools. Like, so I went through kindergarten to fifth grade at the same school. Middle school, I went to the same school. And uh, high school, I went to the same school. So all of the kids that did the exact same thing with me at the exact same time, they were all white. Like, there were no black kids that did it. And uh, so I encountered a bunch of white people. I didn't really, like, the only, like, black friends that I had were the kids at school, like, forever. Like, even fucking to this day. Like, <laughs> like I didn't have, like, friends that I made outside of school. But what, the ones I did in elementary, they were all white. So it was it was easy to be the token guy at T-ball practice, the black kid on the T-ball team when I was younger. This is going to sound weird, but having a white friend made me realize what it meant to be black. Just like the <laughs> clash of cultures, because I have um, growing up, my dad and um, my dad had a, a close friend, a white man. And of course, they have a white family. And it's to the point where they're like my aunt and uncle because they've been around ever since I can remember them being around. But that was like my first experience with like white people and i was like what's that noise oh and i was like they live life completely different like it's a different era of freedom over here and they had a daughter and their daughter just got to do you know live life a different way and speak to her parents different than how i would speak to my parents and then just being able when i got to the point where i was able to hang out with another white friend that i had um erica i used to go over her house and it used to be a blast going over her house. We could stay up late. We could eat sweets. Uh, one time she let me put A1. I could order steak when I went out to eat. You know, when you go out to eat as a black child, you normally get stuck with the chicken nuggets or the burger. And no. you write on that kid's menu. No. <laughs> no. No. No, you didn't? No. You was eating outside of the kid's menu? Yes. What? <laughs> yes. I could have whatever I wanted to. Like no. On the menu? No, like, like, I, like, Every, anything, whatever I wanted to, like, we can, if that's what you want, okay. Nah, we, uh, that's when I really, like, they have a different experience growing up. It's like the amount of freedom that I got over that house was completely different. And then when they came to my house, it was kind of like, damn, we can't do shit over here. Like, <laughs> we can't have boys over. I'm like, nah, like, we're 12. What are you talking about? Crazy. That's wild. <laughs> that's wild. But it's and then um, I don't think I was ever in a situation where I was the only black girl to experience that moment of being the token black friend because. Um, yeah, I just I, I stayed away from that. It wasn't my crowd. Yeah, I think uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking like, damn, when I went to prom, I didn't like go to prom with a group of friends. Like I, it was just me and my date. And I was like, it probably, it was probably because I didn't make a, a good amount of, like, friend group in fucking, in high school. But, like, I probably should have. If I could have went back, I probably should have made a friend, a better friend group for those type of experiences. But then when I thought about it, I was like, damn, all the, all the niggas in the schools, like, were clicked up already. So <laughs> I don't know where I would have fit in in these groups. So right. Was like, Ugh. I but, will say that I did experience the moment where I was kind of too white for the black kids or too, I don't want to say white. Cause I, I hate like that, but I was a little bit too proper for 
the black kids and then two black for the white kids. So I had to find like my niche group of black girls that were similar to me and my experiences. Because Which is a shocker because you pretty black. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you black. black. <laughs> you pretty black. Like you black and you black, 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 black. Like. I know, but I wasn't always this way. You know, I used to have white friends. Like I had a white best friend for majority of elementary school. And it wasn't until I got to middle school where I was like, you know what? It's cool. Like we had a falling out. Things were weird. Um, and we stopped being friends and she, we, she, we exchanged slurs with each other and it got really nasty. I was like, you know what? After this, I really don't need to befriend, um, any more people like that. Um, so yeah. That was my experience. And then when I got to middle school, that's when I met uh, Tiffany, my good friend. And we were similar because we grew up in the same neighborhood and had like that same kind of that bond, that that's awkward black it. girl bond. That's how I got That's how I got into uh, hip hop. Like in elementary school, I was probably like I had the, uh, the Britney Spears album and S Club 7 albums and could tell you this shit was going up. But you had the one school, with uh, Lil, Lil John on there? The Britney Spears album with Lil know, John? Nah, nah, nah. The first one that hit me, baby, one more time. I had that. <laughs> but uh, when I got to middle school, it was dead for that. I had figured out that Lil Wayne could really rap. And I was like, what is this art form that everybody's talking about? And it was over from there. I loved Eminem for a moment. Like, I had an Eminem phase. That's how I, like, I was giving it up. It was nasty. It was really Can't nasty. Relate. Can't relate. Um, I got history, bangs but... in my hair. It was bad. So, <laughs> wow. So yeah, I think once I started hanging around uh, black friends, that's when things got it got it got real. You know, because they realized that I was the black friend that knew how to braid, and I was a black friend that knew how to put the sewing in. And Bro, you are black, black. Like you are really like you are the black friend. Like. And I could dance a little bit back then. Now not so much, but I could dance a little bit. So I was like, and I had the basement where you could come over. It wasn't finished, so we could skate a little bit. That's all I gotta say. You can't dance. I could dance then, because back then I was just watching 106 in Park all the time. So. <laughs> I really I like to say that I enjoy black spaces so much so that being an adult, I I really have a hard time adapting in white spaces, corporate spaces. Fam, my entire life is still pretty fucking black. Like I be having to I be having to remember you can't be black. Like you can't have a black thing here. Like nigga, my timeline black. I don't know anything about what they got going on in white Twitter and what white problems are. Like fam, nigga, it was them. They raided the Capitol at them like I don't even know if they like being called white, Measy. Like that I feel like white is a slur. Like they raided the Capitol at like eleven, twelve. I ain't found out till like three. My timeline was not talking about this shit until they got to the jokes. I had to go look it up. I have no idea what's going on. Like I don't even know if Justin Bieber still married. I don't know none of that shit, bro. I don't be caring. I only like black things, black there, pepper. There was a time where we were so intertwined with what I was. I knew the white issues. I knew what the white celebrities were doing with the white gospel was but right now i'm out of touch i can't tell you but what i can tell you about is the culture 
So let's talk a lot about of y'all, it. Y'all always hear us say this word, the culture. It's the culture. You know what the culture is? It's us. Okay. Hey, That's yeah, the it's culture. Just black people. It's just black people. <laughs> Point blank. Measy, if you had to describe it, how would you describe it? Black people. We make it hot. We make it cool. We make it something that everybody else go, oh, you're right. I do like that. If it ain't for us, that shit don't happen. Nigga, from the way we dress, from the way we talk, from the way we look, from the way we play sports, the way we act, the way we fucking uh, direct plays, dance, everything about what is cool in the world is us. It's the culture. It really is the culture. And it goes throughout the world. It doesn't just stop here. It's right. it's the way for me, for me personally. It's the way that black girls took hairstyles. We got braids. We got bobs. We got shortcuts. We got uh, finger waves. We got twists. Girl, we could come out bald, straight bald, low cut, no hair, just wave, shape up. It's the way we take these hairstyles and we just do anything with it. It's the way that we don't look like a cartoon every day for me. Um, You know, me personally, I just like to see the different styles and the different looks. And, you know, it's a culture thing when we do it and everybody else do it. And we see it all the time. Right. That's how we go pop up. We see it all the time Um, to the point where they even want to take our our complexion like <laughs> black fishing is real bro these girls be out here black fishing and it's crazy they do um black fishing is when you pretend to be a darker race than what you are um prime example the other day uh chloe Car- kardashian she made a tweet and she used an emoji that was clearly not her complexion. It was not her complexion whatsoever. And she faced <laughs> a lot of backlash. Chloe, are there say, is no are you way. Say, are you saying Chloe is blackfishing the emojis, bro? Bruh, Chloe Kardashian thinks that she is a caramel skinned <laughs> black woman. Chloe, this is not your emoji, sis. This is not the emoji you should be using, sauce. This ain't the one. Oh man, that's crazy. That is not it. So the she used the medium brown. You not that complexion, baby. You not. That's, and that's that is a prime example. That whole family, if you want to see what the culture looks like, just take a look at them because they've been copying it since they figured out what the hell was going on. From, From the lips, the baby, to the body. To the hairstyles, to now the complexion, like the if men they, they date, the men they date, <laughs> and black women say it all the time, but y'all don't hear us though. We hating, we hating, we hating. But the culture is all that. The culture is the music, it's the slang, it's the hairstyle, it's the body shapes, it's, it's the, food. the food. Let's not get it fucked up. Let's get it. Let's like. I'm pretty sure white people were eating eggs Benedict at their fucking brunches. Now it's cool to be turned up and lit eating chicken and waffles and shit. Like, come on, like, come on now. That they didn't make that hot. We made that hot. Like, let's get it. Let's just keep it a book. The food, the food is definitely a piece of it too. Like, it's just everything that you see black people doing that you say, "Damn, I wish I could do that too." Um, right. and you try. <laughs> 
<laughs> I ain't even know. Like, I ain't even know. Like, I don't even know how motherfuckers can eat just macaroni. Like, macaroni is a side dish in a black household. Like, nigga, white families eat Easy Mac as the meal. Like, like what? Are we, what's going on here? Where's the meat? with it like, <laughs> like you ain't what? having no hot dog or nothing with it there's, there's nothing else with this just mac and cheese like i don't that's some shit i could never fathom what other culture you know that makes seasoning hot like we literally don't even tell the amount of seasoning and uh recipes we just say sprinkle Probably. until your ancestors tell you to stop i mean in kool-aid bus though <laughs> like Kool-Aid be busting. Like, like Kool-Aid be busting, boy. I can't tell I can't hold you on that. It's just we have we have a bunch of things. Like, bro, you gotta understand, like everything we've ever started, they stole it from us. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll is a black art form. No matter how you wanna slice it up, country music is a black art form no matter how you want to smash it rhythm and blues blues music a black art form that they just continue to steal from us put a white face on it and run with it bro they Some almost it, tried to steal uh the word culture from us by putting pop in front of it talk about some know, pop culture shut up get you know, that shit you know, out of here like you see what i'm saying like it's everything bro and we just you know what i'm saying we gotta just appreciate who we are like not take being black as something you know like be proud in it to stand in it because it ain't just something that's like oh i was born like this like no no you're a part of this bro like you represent damn near you represent something every time you leave the house remember when they tried to when they tried to tell us that we had to be gangster to be black when they let us down the path to believe that a part of being black was being a gangbanger and having a gun or having a felony. Like, I'm so glad that we are far away from that point. Like, I'm so glad because I'm not a criminal by any means. But I'm still black as hell. And I'm glad that we took that narrative and shifted it into something completely different because growing up in the 2000s, that's the only representation representation that you've seen and it's kind of like dang well do i gotta have some type of street cred to be a black person or can i just be myself naturally and still be considered black so i'm glad uh we took that into our own hands because they were definitely trying to get us all locked up and in trouble there's never been a time where they didn't need us let's talk about uh katherine johnson with nasa talk about it black woman had black woman had to be the one to figure this out Mm-hmm. Black man invented the street light. The the black man gave them that nasty ass peanut butter that they like to eat. Them on them that that pack of nabs. You know what I'm saying? Like as a black man, <laughs> a pack of nabs. The black man gave them that. Like we, they, there's not a, like them niggas was over here dying before the slaves came, bro. Like them niggas was sick and shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like because they didn't know how to wash up. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying there's not a point in history where they didn't need us and we need to we need to remember that bro like we just need to remember that cuz I know shit is hard and this is the system the system ain't made for us this is the one built for us it's some bullshit but we well, got to remember everybody was joking about the 21st but I do feel a little different now I feel a little in tune 
You know what I'm saying? Okay. So we just got to remember that we can overcome the system and we can do some shit. Like we could be as good as we need to be or want to be or whatever. Like as black people, I know it's cliche to say you can be whatever you want to. But I feel like in America, as a black person, if you try, you can do that shit. It's all about positive. It's all about positive talk today. I don't care about nothing else. Like that's that's all. all, That's all I care about today. Mm -hmm. So I I always see this joke on the timeline about us all having the similar similarities in our upbringing. How we all kind of had the same childhood, and maybe it's just a generational thing. But I know for a fact a lot of my millennial friends had a similar upbringing from the toys the furniture the food the places we went the things your parents said to you grandma house summer camp outside games video games all of that i feel like we all had the same experience why do you think that is that's because i feel like we were i think this comes from like i mean like uh like it's just the way we were all we were all raised black people are all raised to say bro like right now if you needed to you could make a pallet in the middle of your living room just because you know the vibes like you know you know how to get comfortable bro you've been given less you've 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 made better with less in your life before and we just know how to adapt to shit we just know how to fucking function bro it's perfect for us did your parents have a leather couch growing up Bro, we had a leather couch. We had a fucking, that glass table with the full size that went out like this, that held the glass up. We had yeah, that. I know exactly what you're talking we, about. We had, a China, we had a black China cabinet. Like, come on, bro. A black house without a, we had a baker's rack. You know black households had a baker's rack somewhere. Like, we, like, a bunch of shit. Them little ugly glasses, the little pineapple glasses that's prickly on the outside. Oh, my God. Them cups, the cups that um with the Disney characters and <laughs> it had the hard plastic on the outside. Then in the middle piece, it had water and glitter. And then it had another piece of plastic to hold it all together. And it had your favorite Disney character on it. Uh, we all had that. Bro, my favorite thing is the big ass, the, those big ass plastic cups. Like you can hold with two hands. Those are the best cups in the world, bro. I don't care what nobody say. This is was the best, bro. Like just this, even like like growing this up. Right the culture. This, this had the Peter Pan cup. Might not have been Peter Pan, but it definitely was one of these cups with Snow White in them. All you know what I'm saying? Like we the this fucking the vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like we all had this freaking cup. We all Every had this cup. And I don't even let me get into the artwork. You know what picture I'm about to pull up. Oh, man. You got to relax. <laughs> Wait, is this the one? Hold on. It's the picture where all the black people, right? And they look like they had a party in somebody's basement. And right here. <laughs> hey, hey. The only thing, the only thing that beat this picture out, a black Jesus. Everybody had a black. My mama to this day in her kitchen has the the black last supper in her in her in her kitchen right now. The last supper picture. <laughs> All black people to this day it's in a gold frame and everything till this day. My parents got rid of that, but they did used to have one. Till oh, 
<laughs> Shout out to all the grandmas that used to have pictures of uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And then when Obama got elected, they put Obama up there with <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Don't worry, that got replaced right with Obama. The black supper picture. <laughs> you already know. Like, you already knew the vibes, bro. Like, you remember, like, I, I used, one of the things that I used to love and I hate that I didn't appreciate it then is like, when you have a HBCU that's close nearby and all of the bootleg t-shirts they used to sell, like just being the artwork of that, the creativeness of how it looked like you had to get a t-shirt this year for, from homecoming. You just had oh, to have one. Yeah. <laughs> just having it. And not to mention the comforter. I feel like we all had the same comforter from the 90s. Our parents had... Maybe the manufacturers in the 90s just wasn't really putting much much stuff into it back then. <laughs> because I feel like we all had the same comforter with the same pattern. And it was just all around our house. But uh, I think it was just like... Also, not only that, not just the furniture and the paintings and stuff... But the sayings that our parents said to us all the time, you said earlier, I said, uh, we'll wait till we get home um, and then we'll cry. And that triggers something that your your parents probably said to you often. That's the longest car ride ever. Uh, let's 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 not get home from school before they before they did knowing what their report card looked like. Bro, that is the most. I have never felt another a nervousness like that in my life, knowing that one of them let one of them classes you got a bad grade in, and you know what's about to happen when they get home. Some oh teachers were so cruel because you couldn't just take the report card home, bro. Bro, think about you had this. to take it home and get it signed and bring it think back. About, like, listen, listen to what I'm about to tell you, and and tell me this don't make sense. <clears throat> All them years, I got needs improvement. On excessive talking has led me to do a podcast every fucking week. Like, bro, some people would call it talent. Like, I just don't. I, I'm not putting this together. Like, this is not a talent. Like, it was. I was practicing to be great at life. Like, you tell me you do a, a thousand. You do one thing a thousand times. That's what a thousand hours worth of. You know what I'm saying? I was doing that, and y'all was downplaying it. I was getting in trouble every single class because I always had a friend to talk to in the class. I crazy. Bro. I just was talking. I was a chatty patty. Uh, yeah, wait. Like that's a black thing. I don't feel like white people was getting that in on that on that thing. Like I think it was just us because black people have so much personality and charisma. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like meanwhile, they want to be in the class taking notes, trying not to get laughed at, jumping on the jokes. Yeah, don't <laughs> nobody want to be friends with still ass Karen. Like you know, she ain't funny. How about do you remember your first time trying to spend a night over somebody's house? Uh so all of my friends outside of school were cousins. So I ain't never really had like so one of my best friends when I was little was black, but he was adopted. So he had white parents. And uh so they used to have they used to have some bread too. Like they they had they was like one of the families that had I like the basement was done. Like we finna chill oh. in the basement and go up the steps and it's like lit. Like that was one of the first times I had ever seen it. And so um he had an older brother and he was that like they were brothers, like real brothers, and they were both adopted by this white family. And uh I was like no more than 
seven. So I remember like a couple of those times, like it being weird because it was like, oh, like the whole situation is weird. Like you got white mom and dad, like you got white parents. The food that you like just going to somebody's house is just awkward because you don't know it's what so they weird. eat. Yeah, like you don't know if they eat the same way you eat and like like where the ketchup is and they can't like you know what I'm saying? It's just weird. They keep so, it in the cabinet or in the refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? So it was just the one ketchup of those gotta things. go in the refrigerator. I'm sorry. Ketchup do, but hot sauce don't. Hot sauce Unless, do gotta go in the refrigerator too. No, it don't. Oh, for what? Yes, it do. I didn't More grow what? up in a house with uh, hot sauce in the refrigerator, but I do put my hot sauce in the refrigerator. Why? Because it, it needs to be preserved. It's hot sauce. It's already, like, it ain't made with, like, fresh shit. Mm. <laughs> like, it's, I don't it's know. I sauce. keep my hot sauce in the refrigerator. Oh, <laughs> but but it's weird also, going to people's house in general. Like, it ain't like mean about where you Where are you going to sleep at? Are they going to give me a blanket? Well, I was always the youngest, so even amongst my 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 family, my cousins, I was the you know the youngest, the last pick. Like nigga, you here, you get the the raggedy blanket. Neither one of us want it, and you can you can use this. I'm gonna sleep on the couch. I'm gonna sleep in the bed. You can sleep on the floor. So I was used to it. Like you know, in the car when you get a pile in the back seat. I was always in the middle. I wasn't a, a middle nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've always did that. So, it all, it, you know, it taught me to be, I'm very minimalist now. I've grew up. <laughs> I don't need much. You know, I don't mind sitting on the floor. You know what I'm saying? I ain't one of them niggas that need a chair. I don't mind. You know what I'm saying? You you don't give me a blanket. I just might not go to sleep. I might just stay up to keep myself warm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's cool. What uh, game system did you have? Oh, so growing up, I had um, PlayStation. I had a PlayStation, but I used to be so jealous because my cousins had uh, the 64 and they used to have all the games. They used to have the football game. They used to have Goldeneye. They used to have fucking wrestling. So I used to be so jealous because I'm like, bro. I got this PlayStation, but these, like, these niggas, this 64 shit kind of lit, bro. So I used to love to go to their house and do that shit. My fucking older cousin, she the reason I know how to burn CDs to this day. Like, she, like, she taught me. She was, like, four years older than me. So she was fucking, cause I'd burning down a Dell Tower computer. Like, nigga, Bruh, like, did you even, one. did you even have a PlayStation if you ain't play Crash Bandicoot? Hey, you ain't have no PlayStation. Or Tekken. Hey, let me tell you, real black people know you used to have that little that one game that had like six games on it. That little that little track, <laughs> that little starter disc. That shit had that on it. It had uh NFL game day on it. It had uh Zor uh, what's the the little dragon? Uh <laughs> the purple dragon. It had Spyro. that shit on it. Spyro, like it had that on it. What's the uh the clown shit? The uh, clown in the van. What's the metal? Uh, Twisted metal, like we like you had all of them on the little trial joint. That used to be the shit. Nah, Tekken used to get busy though. Uh <laughs> and that that's funny that you said that. Because that's the demo game. I'm pretty sure that game just came with the PlayStation and your parents just didn't want to buy like, you anymore. Yeah. But I do remember the Nintendo experience because uh one of my parents' friends, they had the Nintendo and they had like the crazy taxi game. They had Mario Kart. They had all the fun shit. And meanwhile, we over with the PlayStation with the demo games. Bro, I love <laughs> I, I love the way you say the word Nintendo. 
Nah, but you want to know when life changed though for the PlayStation when uh San Andreas came out, the mm. Vice City yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was uh, you know, my dad, my pops had one, so he had money back then. Like I remember, like I, you know, it's crazy. I used to remember. I used to think that like their luxury was like to have the leather couch and the big screen TV. And then I realized that was damn near everybody. If you had a dad, you probably had a leather couch and a big screen TV in your house. <laughs> like this is no that different. Like everybody had that with the stereo system and shit. Like everybody had this. This ain't so I was like, it wasn't luxury. It was common for black people to have that. It was just, it was the the gaming experience. Why, like, Vice City was such a violent game. Uh, San Andreas. What what other cities did they have? Because they had a couple ones. They had, I wasn't even supposed to be, yeah, I wasn't really supposed to even be playing these games. One of my neighbors gave it to me um, on the PlayStation system. Vice City, San Andreas, and then just the other um, Grand Theft Auto games. But when but my I parents also found think, out that I was playing it, they was like, how you get this? Borrowed it. I also think that's like one of the things that us as black people, we never had to deal with. Like, when you know, like, look at, like, your family. Like, bro, your family cuss. Like, cuss. A storm. Everybody black family. Cuss up a storm. <laughs> so you mean to tell me I got to go to Walmart to buy these CDs? Shit, me right. ma. Ma, I want this new, uh, I never forget it. Ma, I want this Bad Boys 2 soundtrack from Target. All right, run in there and get it. I can't just buy it. They won't let me buy it without you. All right, I'll come. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never had to experience that. It wasn't like certain games that because the media, I couldn't play San Andreas because of the content. Like, my mom didn't care. Like, bro, like, if that's what you want, all right, shit. Nine times out of ten, you got your first cuss out at grandma's house. Yeah, grandma like, wasn't holding back nothing when she was cussing you out. Grandma still though. My grandma just cussed me out recently at a recent cookout over cheese. Over the cheese? I, <laughs> nah, just cheese. Like just cheese. A a slice of cheese. Cause I asked what kind of cheese was this? Cause it was like between orange, like between yellow and pink. And I'm like, bro, is this American cheese? And she said, I don't give a damn what color it is. Either you're gonna eat it or you ain't. And I shut the fuck up and put it on my hamburger and continue to eat that hamburger with it. <laughs> that that's all it is. That's all it is. Did you get to go to summer camp? Uh, uh, only only summer camp black people know is vacation Bible study that you didn't really want to go to anyway. Nah, I know. <laughs> I went to actual summer camp. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. The, the privilege, the wealth here. Uh, I had experiences at the YMCA camp, okay? Man, Girls and Boys fun. Club. We was at summer camp. Niggas in there trying to, having to learn about Jesus and do these weird-ass icebreaker activities. No, damn well, we didn't care about it. It was just the only uh, summer daycare pre- uh, parent uh, supervision they could get us. Like, nigga, no, I don't care. I don't care what Jesus was. <laughs> Measy grandma to measy, you a piece of cheese without the corners. You'll never be a full slice. That's funny. That's, hey, she ain't care. My grandma cuss. My grandma cuss me out all the time, bro. Still to this day, she don't be caring. I think um, summer camp was interesting because you had just came out of elementary school. Well, for us, it was kind of like we just came out of elementary school and we were too young to stay home by ourselves. But we're also two girls, so they're like, we're not about to leave these girls at home. 
in this neighborhood all day by themselves. So we had to go to summer school, clear up until like high school. And I was like, dang, this is whack. Can't all the relate. rest of my friends are at home. Can't relate. <laughs> my mom used to my mom used to work second, so I would just have to go to my aunt house and my aunt had four boys. So that was just summer camp for us was just us being outside and not coming in the house until she got off work. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it was. Like I got a scar on my knee right now from where I fell running from a dog. Right? Like <laughs> to this day, nigga, like nigga. That was your summer camp? That was my summer camp. Getting chased by dogs on on the walk to the store to get a bag of Doritos. No question. Do you know how to swim? Bro. Oh, okay. Never mind. Not here. Not here. I'm sorry. Like, bro. (laughs) Not here. We can talk about this (laughs) offline. Like, bro, you put me on the spot like that. And the crazy shit is, as a black man, I probably should be I should be ashamed of that because I'm pretty sure it's a lot of us that don't know how to swim. Nah, like. black people, we gotta know how to swim, though. <laughs> it's time. Bro, they it brought us time. on the boat. They didn't push us off it. No, so I think that's where the disconnect is. If you didn't go to summer camp, you probably don't know how to swim because that's where I learned how to swim. Bro, black people didn't learn how to swim from no summer camp. They just had pools in that complex and they just had to learn or they didn't have no fun. No, bro, you know, I did. You know how depressing, bro, you know how <laughs> depressing it is to watch niggas get into a relay race in the in the eight feet, in the 12 feet of the pool and you stuck over here in the three <laughs> to four feet watching them because you can't get involved, like, because you can't swim, bro. You're going bro. to a tropical location for your birthday, though. What that mean? Okay. Anywho, so the reason why I say the summer camp is for that exact reason. Just be bringing up facts that don't have nothing to do with nothing, bro. I plan to get drunk and sit on the beach, like nigga, not <laughs> like not be in the water. You know, we get our toes wet. That's it. Yeah. No. We get we get in the water. We get no, wet. No, bro, bro. Black people have pool parties with nobody in the pool. What do you no, mean? No, we don't. That's old. We learned how to swim. We are learning how to swim as a culture. We are getting in the pool. No, we not. We only get in pools where the the uh, the whole pool is five feet. If it's more than that, <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody in that. Speak for yourself. No, but that's the exact reason why I learned how to swim because at summer camp you weren't a you had to stay in one location and everybody else was having fun in the deep end. So the swimming test was getting in the water and having to tread water for a minute. If you could tread water for a minute, you was able to swim. Whatever. So one that's one of my goals this year to learn how to swim. Absolutely. I want to learn how to swim before I have kids because ain't shit sadder than like not being able to save your own kids. <laughs> yeah, we we ain't have a choice. We grew up with pools with our uh, white auntie and uncle, so we had to, we was over there house swimming all the time. Had to learn how to swim. Uh, the outside games were something that we all grew up with the same. It's just, it's, it's that whole childhood experience. I think we all can relate on a lot of different aspects. Hey, do, you not, do you realize that like the hangout spot used to be the electrical, like the electrical box for the complex, bro? You know how dangerous that shit was? Do you realize <laughs> that we had the street light rule too? Like... In my neighborhood, we had the streetlight rule. When the lights come on, bring your ass home. As long as you was in front we of We did house. have streetlights. My house road do have streetlights. Neighborhoods have streetlights. Just because it's not the projects don't mean it, go- it don't got streetlights. 
I don't like this very bitch. No, it's not. It's like black on black crime. I don't like it's it. It's not black on black, but like Eric, Eric is sitting here trying to say because I grew up in the suburbs that we didn't have streetlights. That's fucked up. We had streetlights, bro. As, an, as another suburban year, we had streetlights. We have streetlights. And we had streetlights. We might not have as many kids in our neighborhood, but we had streetlights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them neighborhood kids was weird. Like if you like them niggas is wild. Like, like no, I don't really want to come to your house. I don't care what mm-hmm. game system you got. I'm cool. Living in what's this? What is oh <laughs> living in the suburbs though, we had weird outside games. Uh one of which it was a scary house on our street because uh the neighborhood that I grew up in, it was you know how the country is there's always that one house that had a whole bunch of land and the development obviously brought land around it. Right. So we had the neighborhood, but then we also had the houses that were there prior to the neighborhood being built. So it was like this old rundown farmhouse. And our game was to see who could go the furthest up into the house. Looking back on it in hindsight, that was probably very dangerous because (laughs) what the hell was going on but we would would ride our bikes up the dirt road to the house to see how far we could get and it was very dangerous but it was a lot of fun you was out here playing with fire for real for real bro and then uh just riding bikes down the hill no arms no legs i don't know nothing about this bro all i know is i could have been a bmx rider all i know is nigger doc you in a complex knocking on people doors and running uh, what you call it, nigga? Not. I thought I heard an ER on Black History Month. I mean, we can say it. Uh, uh-uh, not ER. Yeah, yeah. not we ER. Not on Black History Month. I can say it. I'm black. Okay. I I'm not Dan Rue. I can say. I it. think they call it doorbell ditch. See, li- that's the white programming they done got you on. <laughs> listen to <laughs> doorbell ditch. Like, listen to how you say it. Like, I think they, I think they, I think they call it doorbell ditch. Like, like that what? No, that's the programming that they got because they can't say the word. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, outside doing that. Eric but, said, by the time we say that, we getting caught during the doorbell yeah, ditch. <laughs> Hey, uh, the one time I've never got food was I, I almost lost and I snitched. I was the snitch that day. Like, no, nah, that wasn't me. And I and I snitched. I ain't never feel like that was the first time I, you like realized like, oh, this ain't what we supposed to do. Did you ever have a walkie talkie phase with your neighborhood friends? Still sound like wealth to me. Oh, my gosh. Y'all never all got walkie talkies at the same time to talk while y'all was at home? Still sound like oh no, y'all had to have walkie talkies. You know, fucking walkie talkies. We would just see each other the next day, bro. What do you mean? What is this? This is wealth, bro. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to buy black card revolt and start challenging. All right, y'all had to play four square. Yeah, four square is cool, but you know, black people play taps. <laughs> we all right, it. what do y'all call tag? We call it tag. You know what I'm saying? It was playing hide and seek. The tree was the you know everybody knew the tree was the base. You know what I'm saying? Every every black house, every member of the black somewhere, somebody grandma house, your aunt house, somebody had a basketball hoop, so we played basketball. We played throw up tackle, uh, roller bat. Roller bat was the one. 
I didn't go get it. Nobody April, actually played that. We probably shouldn't have been playing it. Y'all played that? I mean, I have uh, once or twice in life. Ew. With like like my parents, <laughs> my parents' friends, kids, you know, we need <laughs> it, bro. Like shit. Yeah, with the fresh girls. I was too busy trying to figure out if I was a lesbian to be doing that stuff at that age. <laughs> I'm so disgusted by men. Hey, bro, I'll never you, forget the first time I saw the penis. I was like, ew. You might you might have been the one then. You was the choice. Like you had options. <laughs> Yo, my childhood friend, uh, her family swore I was a lesbian. It was so funny. They used to hate when we hung out. But, um, yeah, we all did have a similar childhood. Uh, Different variations. I can't believe you guys called it nigger knock. What the fuck? (laughs) It's ridiculous. No, bro. You're saying it wrong. It's nigger knock. It's one word. It's one word. Nigger knock. And taps. What is that? With no walkie-talkies. No, (laughs) All right. Um, I guess the last thing we could touch on before we go to our final thoughts is our experiences with cell phones. We all had our first cell phone um, and it was a Nokia. I, I'll stand by that. Everybody had a Nokia. Probably. Mine didn't work. It was, it was secondhand, but, you know, I had it. I had my Nokia. I had T9. I had uh, the experience of playing on a sidekick. Never got a sidekick. Um that one. Had the phone minutes free after nine. Hey, let's let's just talk about uh you know what? I was thinking about this the other day and I just want to give shout outs to uh <laughs> uh that's funny. I uh just want to give a shout out to all the, the black women because number one, just getting away with a cell phone in high school is an art that I only know black women to have, fam. You ain't never seen nothing until you seen a black girl send a paragraph in T9 under the table, (laughs) under that baby fat coat. So the teacher ain't never like, like to see that is something. It is something to see the teacher tell Tanisha, put the phone away and Tanisha say, I ain't got to do nothing and keep texting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just an art. So, it's just powerful to see that the, shit. The trick with the phone was the thighs. And uh, as a black woman, you, you know what to do with them thighs. So you sit there, you have a little gap in your thighs a little bit. You put your arm down in between your thighs, one arm, not two. And then you just slide your thigh across when you text in. Boop, 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 boop. Open it up. Look down. Make sure that message right. Close it up. Boop, 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 boop. Get them text messages off. It was a thigh. Black, black woman taught me how to T9. I was a nigga still pushing each button three times to get to the edge. Like, the black woman, I know you got to use T9. Like, it, it'll finish the sentence. Like, whoa, really? If you don't know what T9 is, you may be too young for this podcast. I repeat. That's crazy. If you don't know what T9 is, you might be too young for this podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> like, that's wild. Like, I'm telling you, like, all of all of everything I know about, like, life and electronics, a black, a black woman taught me. I told you, my cousin taught me how to burn CDs. Black woman taught me how to... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she she taught me how to do that. She was four years old. They had a, they that was the wealth family I thought because them niggas had that Dell desktop with the dual drop disc drives. And when I seen it for the first time, I was like, oh no, I'm amazed. Mm-hmm. Like they taught me how to do that. Um, another girl taught me how to T nine. Like 
it was just like like we just teach each other culture. It was crazy. It's crazy. But um, let's go ahead and jump into our final thoughts. We'll take a quick break and we will be back with our final thoughts. Uh, we touched on a lot. That was funny. That really brought That's me funny. down memory That's lane. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. We'll be back. All right. So we're back. And for our final thoughts, uh, we've seen this throughout the episode, especially if you're watching on YouTube. Rapid fire of things we love about being black. Uh, so black things we love uh, i guess we can do this uh this is pretty easy i mean we had all episode to warm up i think we can go ahead and put a minute on the clock and go ahead and rapid fire the things that we love about being black god damn it's so much is there even enough to cover in a minute like that's the thing <laughs> all right all right i think we can do this okay one two three go the fashion hair Food, color. I love the skin color. I love the melanin. I love the love the melanin. Uh, the ability to not give a fuck. The humor. The way they put curse words together. Shit fire shouldn't be a word. <laughs> I know you. I know you shouldn't me. <laughs> <laughs> How fuck can be used in any type of way? Get the fuck. I know you fucking lying. <laughs> I'm sure black people invented motherfucker too. There's just no other way. <laughs> Nobody else. Oh my God. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I I also enjoy the the way that we have the ability to cuss people out. Like just the dragging, clearing a room, the way we could just like clear it. somebody. <laughs> the uh I like the ability to uh make things that shouldn't be popping pop like you know what i'm saying them little ultima shouldn't be a luxury car but black people that made them up a luxury if, Same it's, thing if, with it the Honda. if it ain't got that little the little bible case in that back window and power old black people check you know what i'm saying nissan need to hold black people down for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 40 acres in the impala <laughs> <laughs> I also I love just the ability the way how we just can laugh at we make something out of nothing like right. we were literally given and you know like the shittiest part of food during slavery and we made something out of it we're not supposed right. to be eating that pig like that now you ain't supposed to be we're you supposed to be eating that ain't pig supposed to be like the that but ain't supposed to be the one pork rinds you mean to tell me we we over here eating pork rinds? Hey, you ain't gonna disrespect. T- oh, hold on, we ain't gonna disrespect pork rinds. I got disrespected, but we made something out of nothing now. I just want to send a salute to every neighborhood candy lady. We, I just want to tell you, you held us down for many years. Uh, coming to your house to get the the, the pickles, the hot sausages, the potato chips, uh, the little what's the shit, the little shit, the uh, where you put the hamburger meat on the yep. top of the Doritos. Like, I just want to shout out to all the candy ladies in America. Y'all held us down. I love oh, the content you. that you guys continue to create on the internet day to day. It's yes. this man right now. Shout out to uh, Mikey Cakes. That's his name. Well, he made a vi- he got the funniest video on Instagram that I've seen in a minute. And it'll be like a clip of something that's nasty, like a cake that looked like a butt or something. And <laughs> they'll be like, he'll be looking at it, sweating and shit. And they'll be like, sir. And he'll be like, let me get that cake. 
Let me wow. get that cake. I just wow. I love the content we create, the ability to just take something and make nothing out of it, make something out of it. I just love it. Black people we the shit. I wanna I wanna appreciate uh cookout culture. Nothing cool. like in, HBCU. Enjoying your family while getting drunk and hearing somebody argue over somebody reneging in a card of a game of spades. Like I just like just fish fries and uh who made this macaroni, even if it's good or nasty. We don't know what that sentence could mean until we find out who made this macaroni. Oh no. So, uh, hey. Oh no. You ain't played Uno until you played it with black people now. I thought you was going to say you ain't played Uno until you played it with me and I was about to co-sign that agreement. I play Uno fine. I play by the rules. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can't have a cookout without the tunes, though. You you can't have a, a cookout without the music. Okay? I see how you did that. That was fire. Uh, you Hold on, not- wait. We ain't, we ain't get to the point, right, where we can have cookouts again, but Valentine's Day is coming up, and this is something you could you could get to. You are now mm. tuned in. You are now tuned in to WMEZ. This week, the baby maker is by Jahir. I think that's how you say it. J-A-J-I-A-E-R, Jahir, and this is called Die for Love here on WMEZ. Textually active. And that was Jahir. That was Die for Love. This has actually been one, like one of my favorite songs for the last like two weeks. But uh, shout out to Jahir. If you like the song and you want to make it and you want to put it on your little Valentine's Day playlist for when you're getting a little nasty, we got one for you. Go to your favorite streaming service, type in Textually Active Podcast, and the Baby Maker playlist should come up. And you can get a little nasty time here on WMEZ. Textually active. Textually active. Alright guys, this is the time where we pull our memes out. Uh, hopefully you guys are not pulling out if you want a baby this Valentine's Day. I've seen a lot of people uh, talking about they want more Scorpios. So, no? Well, Make it happen. There's been a whole lot of penis talk on my timeline lately and I'm kind of <coughs> over it. Oh, um, somebody told me that they have the same energy for Chloe when she was out here. But when they see a penis on the timeline, everybody want parts. Mm. That's crazy. 
ain't it? Ain't it? And I don't like the way that the the meat is bringing the women together. Like, I I you know how many times I've seen a, the the woman retweet. I see why the neighbors know Trey Song's name. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm over it. I'm sick of it. And knowing that's a whole lot of pain right there. You know, I y'all can sit up here and fraud on the internet like y'all like that, but that's too much. Too much meat. Too much I meat. Need, I need to know that. It was a lot of meat. It was a two hander. <laughs> Hey, that girl had, hey, bro, pull out your meme, bro. <laughs> relax. Oh, she had, she, she, I swear she bro, had two hands on that thing. Bro, pull out your meme. No, her jaw hurt. She's wilding. Hey, bro. Y'all up here acting like y'all like that. Don't nobody want no walls tore up like that. Bro, All right. pull out your meme. <laughs> I'm done. That's a cervix breaker. You hear me? <laughs> then going straight to uterus. Mr. Um, Victor cervix. Yeah. <laughs> That cervix up, yeah, the fuck right. You ain't never no pain till you've been balled up with a meat that size. Whew. Hey, relax. Okay, all right. relax. <laughs> What's your meme? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in honor of you know, uh, this will be the beginning of my thirty years around the sun. Uh, birthday start is Thursday, but we're gonna start today on Textually Active. My meme says, I just can't not believe I have to be an adult for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I can't, I cannot believe this. If I we just sat here, <laughs> we just sat here and reminisced about childhood, and I, it took me to a happy place, but I really gotta be an adult for the rest of my life. Those years went by so fast. Like the, that childhood, it feels like such a huge part of your life. But honestly, like we're an adult for way longer. <laughs> Nigga, you used to think you used to think your parents was old, and then you realize they the age we are right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> that makes me scared. I can't imagine <laughs> raising a child at this age. Wow. Like, well, bro, I see why they was worried about us. We was out there playing. We were sticking odd things into the fucking uh, AC fan in the backyard, just sticking shit in there, just because we thought it was cool. Renee AC HVAC. <laughs> Not okay. knowing that shit cost thousands of dollars. Dang, my meme is too serious for this episode. But anyway, uh, this is my meme. It stuck out to me today. Uh, Trauma teaches you to close your heart and armor up. Healing teaches you to open your heart and boundary up. So I just say all this to say that for people who didn't have such a great childhood growing up or who had a rough rough upbringing and didn't really get along with their parents or maybe was abused and all that stuff, just, you know, it's okay. It's okay to heal. It's okay to heal. That's why I go to McDonald's and get whatever the fuck I want off the menu. Talking about, do I got McDonald's money, fam? You ain't got three dollars. That's why now $3? I can't. That's why now I can't wait to get home. Mm-hmm. You thought you was gonna mess me up with that. Now I can't wait. Yeah, ooh, fam, wait till we get home. Can't wait. Punishment. The punishment used to be turn the TV off and just lay in the bed. Now it's a fucking prize. Shit. <laughs> Silent. Do not disturb is a lifestyle. Y'all thought y'all was hurting my feelings, taking my phone away. Me yeah, listen. Shit, boy. <laughs> All right, so uh, thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Sexually Active. Don't forget to wish me a happy 30th birthday. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. Black people love Thank you for listening to the Sexually Active podcast.
This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.